0: Glitterball Podcast. It's only the first 72 hours, and boy, oh boy, have the housemates been through it. We've had arguments, we've had rankings, we've had salmon, and we've had a giant bet. There is so much to talk about. Let's get into it, shall we? In this episode, we're going to break down my initial settled-in impressions of our beloved housemates, plus we're going to talk the ranking task and Big Brother wheeling out a giant bed. Oh yes, there is plenty to crack on with this episode. They have not gone easy on these housemates in the very first few days that they have been in this house. Oh my goodness. Welcome to He's Always Watching, a Big Brother podcast. But before we get into it, don't forget... I am not judging these people on their whole personality. I am judging them on what we are seeing in this edit. So, please, this is a place for discussion and dissection, but don't send any hate. It's only a game show. It's not that serious. All right. So, to give you just some general housematey thoughts, they're an interesting bunch. They gel better together as a group than I thought that they would... I was a little sceptical on launch night. As much as I enjoyed a lot of them as individual pieces, I wasn't sold on the group dynamic. I was like, oh dear, is this going to go well? Are they going to be entertaining? And luckily, I was I was right and I was wrong about some people in equal measure. I mean, that's kind of the joy of Big Brother, right? Is you think you have a read on somebody, and then they totally surprise you. To give you a brief insight into some of my favourites, Yin Run is totally atop of that list. She is so entertaining, and I don't even think she realises it, which makes her even more endearing and entertaining because she doesn't realise it. Like, that's kind of perfect housemate fodder. And then you have somebody like Carrie who I said it with that entrance is iconic, I know she's ruffling feathers, but you need that in this house you need ruffling feathers you can't just have everybody kumbaya-ing their way through another person who I think is going under the radar is Zach, I like Zach I feel like his chillness there's gonna come a point where he either snaps or everybody snaps at him And I'm very here for that. And another person who I'm really loving as well is Noki. She, very prim and proper thus far from what we've seen, but the bits we have seen, I'm like, you have a level of sass and I almost want her to get a bit more wound up because we've seen, you know, certain characters like Olivia and Jen can be very wound up and very vocal ...this week so far... ...and I think it's almost time... ...for some other people to shake the... Uh, ...I've been wound up by Big Brother... ...Bell if you will... ...or Tree if you will... ...so many analogies I'm sorry... ...they're a really... ...really good bunch... ...it's going to be interesting to see... ...who goes up... ...for the first eviction... ...I have my prediction... ...and I'll give those to you... ...shortly... But shall we get in to our very first task of the week? And that is Big Brother's Big Excellent List, I think was how he phrased it. I can't quite remember. But let's get in to the infamous ranking task. This, to me, is one of a few perfect tasks because it never fails to wind several people up And as we saw with this variation, in several different ways. Because Olivia was wound up because she had to keep the secret of her secret mission, which was to not be voted least entertaining. First of all, while we're just on the least entertaining, Yin-run? These housemates really are not seeing what we are seeing as viewers, clearly. Because I think she's one of the most entertaining of the bunch, and I'm like... Okay, how are they not seeing what we as viewers are seeing? It's really, really interesting. And then you had Jenkin being wound up by being told that he was least funny, which I actually agree with. I think he is not funny. He seems to think he's this great uh, moment giver. And while him being... Completely, like not here for Big Brother shenanigans is quite entertaining. It's getting to the point for me now where I'm like, please, just shut up. Just play along, suck it up, grin and bear it. You're on a reality show. You should know what you've signed up for. Enough now. Chanel's reaction was the one that probably surprised me the most. It was a bit of a weird category, though, with the kindness and the way Tom went about it. Tom is an interesting character for me, because I feel like he's flying under the radar, but there were moments where he is not coming across as an overly nice person, and this was one of those for me. I'm hoping it wasn't intentional... But it was a bit awkward to watch for you to go, Oh, I haven't interacted with you. So therefore, in kindness, you're going to put somebody you haven't interacted with at the bottom. Like at least middle your way out of it. Like save your own skin. Because this is in front of the entire group. It didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And poor Chanel, I actually really felt for it. Because I was like, what is going on here? And I feel like she was pretty justified in her reaction because it was it was quite the surprise to me. And just to circle back to Olivia for a split second, obviously she passed her secret mission and she is immune from this week's public vote. But before we get into Big Brother's big bed task, which is what I'm calling it, for the sake of needing a name. Let me dive in to a couple of other moments from this week that I really wanted to point out because I have so very many questions. Why is Olivia shouting at somebody for apologising too much? Her delivery. I'm like, I really hope when she gets out of this house, she sees how she's come across on TV and goes maybe I need to work on my delivery because even though you could see she meant well, it was quite shocking to shout at somebody when all they were doing was just trying to be courteous and reasonable to the entire group. It was like, you're not endearing yourself to this group. And it's not, e- it's not even that entertaining to me. Like, even her trying to be entertaining kind of lost me because it was like, I'm Scottish. And that was the extent of what we saw, at least. But I'm like, if they're getting us the best bits of an episode, she clearly wasn't that entertaining. Yikes. The other thing I'm really loving is the blossoming friendship between... Henry and Jordan, but also Yin-Run and Trish. There's like two little blossoming friendships and then you've got the, like, the hot tub crew. But I don't really think we've seen that much of them. Yeah, these two friendships in particular are really great television because Trish is a great housemate. I'm really glad that she is proving her weight in gold in that house in terms of content, in terms of wigs. Like, come on now. And this friendship, because she's taken the time to get to know Yin-Run is so, so cute. On the flip side of that, you've got the two that have kind of smooshed themselves together and arguably away from the group. I mean, we've seen it already that they're trying to kind of run away from the bigger group don't know how well that's going to serve you when it comes to nominations and forming connections so that you don't go home because if you get nominated it's going to be bye bye see i mean the public might well save jordan i don't see them saving henry so jordan needs to work on those connections outside of henry in my opinion But let's jump in to Big Brother's big bed task. And, I mean, this one is pretty simple as task mechanics go, right? There's a giant bed, you all get in it, and you all stay there until there is only one of you left, as long as it takes. And in this case, I think it took around about eight hours before they rock-paper-scissored themselves out of the game. And I will say this. Props to the editing team for making what could have been a very boring task actually quite entertaining. That is one thing I will say about all of these episodes so far, is they feel like they've gone in the blink of an eye, and by Christ do I want more. So bravo to the editors for that. But back to this task, pretty simple, right? But of course, not everything is that simple in Big Brother's world, and there were temptations along the way. First of all, we had a smoothie, which coincidentally has been the exact smoothie that Matty has been drinking for the past six years. That's a bloody long time to not change up your smoothie. But Matty broke his streak and decided not to take the smoothie. And then you had, honestly, the person who I thought would break and take the temptation because she just doesn't seem to be that much of a team player with Olivia and the coffee order. But then of course there's Carrie jumping out of the game to save some of Jenkins' suitcase. Now this was a little predictable to be fair. And it kind of felt a bit performative from Carrie. But I guess in the long run she's probably trying to keep the peace in this house and if Jenkins not complaining then that's a win. This was a cute moment though because Jenkins was Clearly very distressed at the hand he had been dealt in the last 48 hours or so, and it was nice to see him get an uplift. But I think this task with its winners gave us probably one of the most interesting moments of this chunk of time. So the first sort of 48, 72 hours in this house, as the case may be, which was Dylan, Paul, Zach and Matty getting to the end and this kind of heartfelt alcohol-induced, probably, conversation between these men. Now, to me, these characters, you wouldn't expect to be sitting around alcohol-induced or otherwise with those cocktails, because goodness knows how strong they were, and having such deep conversations. And I think it gave us... Not one, but two housemates coming out of their shells. Zach and Matty. I think this moment showed those two boys for the vulnerable, beautiful, soft souls that they are. And I think the smaller group setting really allowed them to open up. And it was really lovely hearing not only more about Matty but more about Zack as well, because Zack's had a very interesting life. And this is what I love about Big Brother. It's learning about these people that are just thrown together. Because to be honest with you, Zack was one of those housemates that I was like, "Uh uh-oh, are we going to get the kind of dull model stereotype? And from what we've seen so far, no, I don't think we are. He's quite a complex character, which is really refreshing to see. And I think it speaks to this house as a whole that, for the most part, they are very complex people and all these different facets are ruffling each other's feathers and getting under their skin. If I had to give this kind of first 48 hours a theme, it would be personal revelations because not only did we get Zach and Maddie's backstory and Paul, but we also got... Hallie's, this was incredibly brave of Hallie given the current climate towards trans people incredibly brave very moving to watch but I think what I appreciate most even though she was clearly nervous to say it it was done in a very just matter of fact calm, composed way, I was very proud see that, because she's only 18. Like, God, if I was that composed at 18, I would have been a very different human. Even to look at someone like Jenkin, who's been dealt a rough hand, I think we learned that Jenkin builds a lot of his personality and his identity off of what he's wearing. Because I don't think I've ever seen somebody struggle so much over the kind of bland task clothing that Big Brother can dish out. So I think we are seeing kind of these fundamental building blocks of these people in a very different way to what I believe we normally would in a UK series. It feels like there's just a culture of openness. But before I let you go, because... I'm going to try and keep the time this time. There's one more thing that how dare I forget to talk about. It's Salmon Gate. First of all, Salmon Gate. Really, that's the best we could do? Not fishy business or something? Like, really? <sighs> Frida, Frida, Frida. Look, I love you, you TV gold. But this was a wrong move. And to Olivia, of all people... I, and I can kind of understand where Olivia is coming from. Like, that fish was her lunch, and I'd probably be a bit miffed as well, but I don't know if talking to the whole group rather than going to, to Farida herself might have been the better option. I don't know if talking to the larger group that she did was the right approach. And I think it... It's a sign to come for me of the tension that some of these personalities and the way they are is going to ruffle feathers. But before I go, I want to give you my nomination predictions. Now, I believe, I think Farida will be up, but I think the other person that is potentially in trouble... I'm stuck between two, if I'm honest with you. One is Jenkin, because while I think the house will be like, oh, he's gotten a raw deal of it, I think there'll be some people in this house that, like, you need to suck it up and deal with it better. And the other one that I think really ruffled feathers with the ranking task is going to be Tom. I think Tom is in trouble as well. It's going to be interesting to see whether it's a vote to save, a vote to evict, how many nominees we're getting. There's a lot we don't know. And whether, like, how long are we going to have to vote? What is the mechanism for voting? Aside from the app, like, is it paid? Is it free? So many questions, so little time. But I will see you after our first eviction for Week 1 Part 2, where we are going to be talking about not only our first nominees and our first eviction, but the very first shopping task where the housemates are thrown into big business with Big Bros Limited. Oh, that's a cracker so far, so I'm really excited to get into that with you on Friday. But until then, please take care out there. And remember, Big Brother's not the only one who's always watching. See you soon. Little Ball Podcasts.